0: Naye Lupondwana on SAFM.
1: All right, we are moving on to our next conversation. We all remember the fire that broke out about two weeks ago in a five-story building at the corner of Albert and Dalver Streets in Marshalltown. Don't we You remember that? Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was writing about it. Everyone was blogging about it. Everyone was vlogging about it. It claimed about, what, 77 lives and injured several other people. Well, to everyone's surprise, here, not anywhere else, here in Johannesburg, another fire broke out last week. Only less than 600 meters away at what is believed to be another hijacked building in Marshalltown. Here in Johannesburg, can you believe it? You would have assumed that we have put measures in place to prevent it from happening again. But no, no, not here in Johannesburg, not in the Republic of South Africa. It happens yet again. It continues here. Same city, same province, same country. Guess what? Same street. Less than 600 meters apart. Something is up with us. We, the people of the Republic, while the President is gallivanting at the United Nations General Assembly, here we are, continuing to burn each other to the ground. Something is going on. We don't know yet. We're still investigating, aren't we? What happened two weeks ago? And I'm wondering, are we going to have another backlog of investigations? Are we going to have yet another investigation as to what happened this time around? Still without a solution, still without a way of preventing it from happening. The buildings are still allegedly hijacked and still people are still building shacks within those buildings. My goodness gracious, what's going on in this country? Joining me now to give us some perspective is from the South African Council of Churches here in Houding, our province, our beloved province. We do have Bishop Rakuwa. Good evening to you, Bishop. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Welcome. Welcome.
2: Good evening, and thank you also for inviting me to to join you in this talk.
1: First, Bishop, what what what's going on in this province? What's happening in our beloved Johannesburg? What's happening? Your your take, your anointed take, dare <laughs> I say?
2: <laughs> y- yes, uh, my brother, um, Johannesburg is is in a mess. Actually, would just say Johannesburg is gone. When you look at the The buildings, just east of the Carlton Center, uh, whether north or south, all those buildings are dilapidated and the owners have uh, abandoned them. And uh, people have actually taken over the, the buildings without any laws, without any observance of the municipal bylaws and everything. Uh, the building that uh, has just been uh, mentioned to have over the weekend uh, is one of the buildings around that uh, the, the one that bent uh, last time. Look all those buildings. On top of the buildings, they are shacks, and most of them are not even built with uh, strong materials. Some of them, they are, are built with uh, cut boxes and everything. And because of our current problem of uh, load shedding, when there is no power, people are tempted to use either the gas, primer stove, uh, candles and everything, without any control. And that is what is really causing a big, big problem. But uh, the problem is far more than far more than that. <clears throat> We have a, a city council, which is comprised of a number of uh, political parties. And every time you hear about uh, people uh, complaining, they are pointing figure, fingers at one party. But they are members of of the government of the governance in the in the province, and all of them really are responsible for the mess that is in in the city of Johannesburg. There are no bylaws. Uh, people are allowed to, you know, just get anywhere and under very appalling conditions. That is why we really end up in a situation we are in. Forgive me, Bishop. You said something are... that, that worried me All there. That... Uh, did you say we don't
1: have bylaws?
2: We have got bylaws, but there's nobody who is implementing them.
1: Okay. I just wanted to clarify that because you said there are no bylaws. And I just need you to clarify that because we do. Joe has, Johannesburg does have bylaws.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if I said there was no, I should have been a mistake. There yeah. are Bylaws. Yeah. But uh, they are not being enforced. Okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's get mm. a few things clear. When
1: you're saying they are all, they are all, all members of the Joburg City Council are all collectively responsible. That's not entirely true. Now, is it, Bishop? Because there are individuals who are directly responsible and there are those who have absolutely no way of having any power or influence in this particular regard. Surely we we know that much.
2: (laughs) Uh, the city council always have meetings. They have got reports. All of them in the same place. They can see what is happening. And they uh, they have got the responsibility to uh, take steps against who are people who are not doing their work. And we 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 we, we cannot just say. Uh, others are not uh, uh, responsible. Is responsible for the others. For me, democracy means collective responsibility.
1: Okay, let's let's talk about uh, the people of faith because we might just I might just cause you to digress. Now, uh, the more you talk, the more I'd like to get into some issues. But let's talk about why we invited you here. People of faith. Yes, sir. Do people of faith yes, have any responsibility whatsoever? Seeing that you're so liberal with your blameworthiness, uh, are they in any way, shape, or form blameworthy?
2: People of faith. Now, we uh, we cannot blame them. Uh, people of faith. If we go deep into the beginning of uh, the faith, yeah, uh, there's always been the preaching of the word and also the diagonal work. If you look at the ministry of Jesus, Jesus did not just preach the gospel, but Jesus also looked at the vulnerable people, the sick people, and he would spend time to help those people. Yeah. And if you also look into the, uh, the early churches uh, during the apostles, uh, there were also people who were given responsibility of preaching and others were given responsibility of uh, doing Diagonal work. I can give you an example in First Corinthians Chapter 16, uh, when Paul was preaching uh, the Gospel, it came out that the people of Jerusalem were go- undergoing a very severe drought. Yeah. And Paul encouraged the congregations of Antioch to collect aid in order to go and help the brothers in Jerusalem. Yeah. And that is what we are seeing in the world with the faith-based organizations. We don't only just preach the Gospel, but we also do the diaconal uh, ministry. Yeah. Uh, That is why, when this thing happened, we, we got involved. But I must emphasize that our our involvement is very limited, especially to uh, providing immediate relief. But when it comes to a long-term uh, solution to the problems, it is the responsibility of uh, other people, like the the governance in the in the cities. Uh, That is why, when we started doing this relief work, we joined hands with the the, the city of Johannesburg. That they provided things like shelter, where people can be uh, put uh, uh, for safety. But we, as uh, people of faith, came with the relief, uh, blankets, clothes, food, to make sure that people, when they are there, at least they are looked after. But the, the long-term uh, uh, responsibility uh, rests more with the local government than with the churches. We we have tried so many times in other places, I can quote the number of places, where we try to house people. For instance, Central Methodist Church, uh, at one stage, it housed a lot of refugees from outside uh, South Africa. And the problem Became so difficult that now, at the end, people could not leave because they had nowhere to go to.
1: For, forgive me for and interjecting there, was... Forgive me for interjecting there. You seem to be um, um, relegating the responsibility of people of faith to certain areas and not in other areas. I'll give you an example. You made mention of what happened yes. in, the, in in Antioch, in the city of Antioch. In the city of Antioch, yes. we saw the influence of the people who were said to be the followers of Jesus leading to a movement that changed the minds of the people in Antioch. Quite frankly, that's Definitely. where you Christians were called Christians first. The first time Christians were called Christians was because of the massive movement mm. that they did in, in the city of Antioch. Yes. So they were able to influence yes. the minds of the people and the behaviors of people. That's not the case in Johannesburg. Yes. We're seeing the behavior of people. D- dilapidated buildings are a symptom of poor, poor management in our leaders. And with us as members of the city, yes. of, of the city, we, we're just there. We're just bystanders. We don't seem to be influenced by Christians in any way mm-hmm. they perform, quite frankly. Yes. I don't know if we'd be able to look at people in Johannesburg and say, that's a Christian and that one is not, like what happened in the city of Antioch.
2: Yes, if you look in the history of the South African Council of Churches, the Catholics, uh, uh, Southern African Catholic Bishops Conference, the other faith, we have always been very vocal about the needs of the the the, the poor and then all those people. That's not my question. We there. we really have done. That's not my question. My yeah, issue, we my have issue, done, Bishop, is not about being vocal. Yes. My issue
1: is about being able to influence other people, people of faith. Do they not have a responsibility to influence our behavior? Surely when we're talking about people of faith, we're talking about people who should have that influence. Do people of faith in Johannesburg have an influence in the behavioral patterns of people in Johannesburg? Uh,
2: uh, 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 we, uh, We have been doing this work for many years
1: what does that mean, we,
2: we have we, we have challenged the government to do its work we have challenged other authorities to do their work and we still do it even now to what we success? are not just going in there uh, we are not just going there to give uh, food but we are also saying the situation is this because somebody has failed to do his work and it must do uh, he must do the work are you effective very much Your counterparts in Antioch were
1: so effective that that's where you got your name. Yes. Can we even say that today Uh, there is a great shift in the mindset of the people of the Republic, particularly in Johannesburg for our context, such that people are saying, I want to join those people. I like what those people are doing right now. It seems as though you're just living in your own bubble as people of faith. You have no influence whatsoever. You're just shouting from your ivory
2: towers. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know where you got that in mind the the churches in this country and the, the other faith myths are very effective would you like to
1: demonstrate that if the effect of the churches perhaps would you like to show us where because i'm talking about the lived experiences as reported in our history and in our immediate history as documented in our newspapers in our news world
2: so point to me where it is
1: that we have seen the influence of the church
2: today the uh, the fact that uh, there has been a change in this country from the apartheid system that is the one of the very very good and clear examples of what the church has done because the church stood up and said we cannot continue like this and even today we are still talking to those who are in government today saying to them in 1994 when you took over power you promised us so many things and things are uh, falling apart. We are not quiet. So y- your effect is
1: only in talking, there, Bishop. Is that what you're saying? Is your success in talking?
2: Not only talking. Uh, I mean, if you look at what we have done recently in in Johannesburg to to uh, to make sure that people who are uh, vulnerable are assisted, is one of the things that we you, you you can see as a a mark for us.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Mm. Um um I hear you uh, do you, do you want us to take that call Amanda? Okay. My my producer wants us to take a call. Let's go to Lunga in Eastern Cape. Good evening Lunga. Good
0: evening. How are you? Well, thank you. Go ahead Lunga. Yes. And I think mean the first thing that generally, not just the Christian movement but their religion as they as a whole we 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 have we've have contained ourselves into a cultural religious activism that we believe that we're supposed to be immune from the ease of society and generally therefore we cannot participate. I think for me, the, the entire religious body, if it exists within a society of humans as citizens of a particular country, we ought to take leadership role. Because what being reduced is to people of morals. Somewhere there was even the moral issue, it is something faster. So I think I, I think I I think your guest needs to understand that the, the fact that they have housed some people in the Methodist Church uh, in Joburg, the, the fact that a uh, particular what was housed people, that's not in a role, they are not in constant time in society at large. Unfortunately, they are not exactly That's what I wanted to say, now.
1: All right, Lunga, thank you very much. We're going to have to let you go. I think your dogs are louder than you there, but I think I got the gist of what you're saying. Go ahead, Bishop. Would you want to respond to Lunga? Bishop, yes. uh, are those your dogs that are making noise?
2: Yes, they are, they are outside. And okay. then I think that, okay, they are okay. Yeah. sorry
1: about Lunga, my I, bad, my bad. Yeah, okay, go ahead, Bishop.
2: I think I, I I agree with him and we cannot put everybody in the same basket. There are people who are in religious communities who are not doing the correct things. And there are people who are in the religious uh, communities who are definitely, who are seen to be doing a lot of things. Every time when there is any issue, they, they are in the forefront. Yeah, for for the record, um, I'm not quite sure what was done by
1: Central Methodist Church of housing people, turning a church into a place of residence was within the bylaws. I suspect, I could be wrong, I suspect that was in violation of the bylaws, which you forgot about there, Bishop, but that's a neither here nor there. We appreciate the humanity of their gesture, but which may have been uh, in
2: violation of the law. I'll give you the opportunity to give us your remarks, Bishop. Go ahead. Yes, I... uh... I want to say, as I said from the beginning, our main thrust is at the time of crisis. And when there is crisis, uh, you'll sometimes find that you have violated some certain uh, bylaws. But uh, our main aim is to save the lives. Had we not been there as faith-based people, a lot of people there should have been actually lost, not knowing where to go to. Yeah. Yes I agree that uh, sometimes we may violate this but in the times of emergencies you really uh, the most important thing is the lives of the people
1: All right. Got it. Thank you very much um, for Mm. the record. And I want to put this abundantly clear uh, so that no one says we are a lawless society. The city of Johannesburg does have um, uh, uh, bylaws specifically on what we're talking about today, published uh, under notice number 827 in Gauteng Provincial Gazette. Yes. Extraordinary number 179, dated 21 May 2004. And the bylaws I'm referring to are the encroachment on property bylaws so that you can understand we do this country and this province particularly the city of Johannesburg we do have bylaws the enforcement as the bishop is saying is another story altogether perhaps the bishop can influence the enforcement just not by talking but getting it done let's enforce it let's enforce our bylaws bishop thank you very much for your time
2: thank you so much okay